Welcome to the Binge Eating to Food Freedom podcast with Katie Papo. Our mission is to share the simplest and most peaceful system for food freedom in the world with people who suffer from binge eating, food addiction, and compulsive overeating. We are here to show that with the right strategy and support, any committed, coachable, and resourceful individual can feel peaceful and free with food. Hello, hello. (laughs) Welcome to another live feed. We come live every Wednesday and these feeds live on our Facebook page and our Facebook group. And we also upload them to our new Binge Eating to Food Freedom podcast. So you're welcome to watch in the future for any of those options. And today we have an interesting topic that we wanted to talk about. And this came up because um, in this past week, I've, I've definitely come across at least five people uh, who reached out with the same predicament. And the predicament always tends to look something like this. It's, I know I have an eating disorder. I know I'm out of control with my eating. Um, I want food freedom. I really do. But I'm afraid that if I take away the restrictions that I've been on, then I'll gain weight. So is there a way to recover from binge eating and to get food freedom without gaining weight? And this is an important topic, first of all, for anyone who's struggled with binge eating and weight for any extended period of time. And also, you know, it's important to understand the context of this question before you go on your food freedom journey. Um, because that's going to really save you a lot of time and a lot of stress. Um, But it's also important to kind of reinforce this topic even after you've been on your food freedom journey and as you continue to evolve and grow and, and continue to deepen and heal your relationship with yourself and with food. Because the truth is, is that this is not um, like a quick fix type situation, right? It took a while for you to build up um, whatever relationship with food that you have now. So therefore to undo it and put a new relationship in its place, that's also going to require, first of all, to, to know what you're doing and what to expect on that path, but it's also going to require your diligence. So it's really helpful regardless of what stage you're at, whether you're kind of just starting your food freedom journey or whether this has been something that has been a thing for you for a while and you've already made progress, but you just want to keep going and you want to feel confident as you keep going. So either way, this is an important topic to understand. So what we wanted to talk about today is really all of that. We're going to do as much as we can in the in the time that we have, of course. Um, but the idea is we wanted to talk about what it means to to actually achieve sustainable weight loss and to do that without dieting and to do that without rules and without restrictions, which for most people, especially the first time even hearing that that's a possibility, it's like, so, um, so what, that's what we're going to talk about today is, is, is that kind of age old question. Can I recover? Can I have true recovery? Can I have true food freedom? without gaining weight because I'm afraid of that. And it's an understandable fear. So this is what we're gonna talk about today. So as we go, please feel free to to write in your comments and the structure of this. Usually I'm a person who loves organization and structure, but today we wanted to kind of leave it open because um, Shahar and I both have our thoughts on this, having worked with many people. And this is something I've dealt with personally myself. Um, In the beginning, uh, I was definitely big on rules and restrictions. Um, and I was 
terrified at the idea of gaining weight. And that feeling, little to my knowledge at that time, uh, really prevented me from achieving food freedom earlier on. Um, and so what we wanted to do today is kind of offer shifts in perspective so that way you can progress your step, your next step on your journey and, and move forward in your own path. So we're hoping that you find this helpful. All right, so let's dive in. So Shahar, you want to frame the problem so that way we can kind of start on the same page. Everyone understands what we're talking about. Right. And like exactly like you said, Katie, it's a lot to unravel. There's a lot here that we can discuss and really go until forever, basically. But basically, to simplify the, the, the question, let's look at it. How can I have food freedom and not gain weight? Now, let's talk about that gain weight for a moment. Like, what does that even mean? Right. Every time we talk to people who seek food freedom, I say, okay, what does that mean to you? What does food freedom means? And why the obsession with losing weight? What is it so important about weight loss that is, that is so desirable? And the truth is every time you start digging into it and start asking the question, okay, what happens if you lose 30 pounds? Are you happy then? They say, yeah, I'll be happy. Okay, and then what? You're not going to be on diets anymore? I say, no, but... I have to maintain it. Okay. So what is the goal then? To maintain that. Okay. But what will happen if it's going to fluctuate? You say, well, they have to go on a diet. So it's constantly back and forth, back and forth. So technically, you can be at your ideal weight if you fluctuate between 30 pounds over in a month, then 30 pounds less in another month. And keep going back and forth. That's hardly... Uh, a lifestyle that is admirable, right? It's not hardly something that it sounds fun, right? So really we're diving into what does it mean weight loss? What is so important about losing weight? The truth is it's not because that is just what we associate with what we truly want, which is food freedom. We want, as soon as we start digging into the people we, and I asked them about weight loss, they all end up in the same place. It's all about, I don't want to think about food anymore. I don't want it to be the center of my life. I want to be healthy, right? This is the important part because it's not about the weight loss. It's about the healthy body. It's about having a body that you feel comfortable with. It's having a body that kind of reminds you of your youth, right? That's just kind of, that's what people are looking for. They want, some, they want a healthy, holistic body and food and the idea of food not being the center of their life. That's what people are searching for, at least the, the majority of people we talk for, with, right, that find this is where they find the happiness. That's what they want. They want the body that they can feel comfortable with and also not think about food all the time. Yes, Katie. And I think most people also tend to give examples of and, and they can they see what they want in other people. And maybe you have this, if you're listening at home, um, we often hear, I know this, I have this person in my life, maybe they're a friend or family member, and they just seem to eat what they want. Like they they eat healthy most of the time, but they, they don't shy away from like eating cake at a birthday. Like I see them eat desserts at a restaurant, but they'll just have some and then they'll put it down and then they move on with their life. And they seem to just kind of always look the same. like. They, they're, they're not extreme in anything. They just sort of like eat and then move on. And so the idea when, when people say, oh, I want to lose weight and then sustain it, 
I mean, what that takes when you do that with a diet mentality is what what is it what are we really creating for ourselves basically you get down to let's say you do all this well let's say like the diet works and you do all of this like the way that you intended what happens is that you reach the ideal weight and then like shahar says then it's about sustaining right? right so you still in order to sustain since you got there by dieting right you still need to do whatever it you need to do to sustain, which means that if the weight, it means first of all, you still have to monitor your weight, you still have to think about it. And then if something, you know, goes too far into one direction, like up on the scale, then, oh, I got to get back on my diet. So really, it's not even about sustaining, it's about returning to the diet over and over and over to stay at that number. And this, the reason why I think a lot of people get down to their ideal weight or close to it, and then the weight shoots back up, is because they get there and then realize this is not what I want. Um, I don't want to be in the position where I have to continue to think about food all the time and to have to restrict myself in order to maintain. Um, and the maintaining from that perspective from that mentality is way less exciting than dramatic weight loss right because right. at least when you're like starting you start to see the dramatic difference but when it's like oh five pounds like <laughs> eh, it's it's i've done this <laughs> like it's very <laughs> annoying and for people who have already done this for 10 years 20 years 30 years and i only say that because those are the people who we usually talk to people with more like severe histories of this they just don't want to think of it. They want to think about other things in their lives that aren't centered around food and to really enjoy their lives fully and be their best versions of themselves without feeling like this is the thing that's overpowering their brain and their thoughts and, and their energy. So really, when we're talking about food freedom, it's not just I can eat whatever I want. It's about food not being the center of your life. It's about how do I become that person, that person I know who can just go out to a restaurant, have a nice meal, have some dessert, and then move on. And that's, here's the cool thing. Here's, and here's the cool thing about that, because that is what food freedom is, right? We, but why do we keep associating that weight loss as a way to achieve that? Because that's what happens, right? We, we think if we just, and we talked about it a few weeks ago, remember, Katie, that if in our mentality, why we're so attracted to the diets is because they promise us not to think about food that much and at the same time achieving that healthy body we crave it, it, it that's the promise but but it doesn't get that right what is the circle uh, we always what is the constant circle people do it's they go on the diet they get excited in the beginning because yay it's the promise of a new beginning then comes the because it's very restrictive then they start to feel that restriction the rebellious mind start coming up then you rebel against yourself. And because you rebelled so much, now the restrictive mind acts up. And the more you restrict, the more you rebel, the more you rebel, the more you restrict, the more you restrict, the more you rebel, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then it pushes you away from the goal, which is the, 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 the food freedom, which is being healthy with your body. And at the same time, not have it the center of your life. Right now, this is very important. And Katie, I, I want to hear your thoughts on that as well is what is the difference between people who can maintain diets happily and have a healthy body and not having the food center of their life, like athletes uh, are a good example for that because 
for them, it's not a big deal. They don't feel stress or anxiety around the food, even though they constantly maintain a certain weight and they exercise and they focus. Why those people have it very easy and effortless and people who, most people who do diets, get stuck in the cycle of rebel, constriction, etc. Because one have food free, one doesn't, but they both restrict themselves technically, right? So I want to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, well, well, first I want to acknowledge that some athletes do have right, eating, of course, um, and oftentimes they can stem from the restriction. And I know that for me, as being, you know, I think my issue, my issues actually got the. I always had binge eating tendencies, but my problem actually got much worse once I started working in the health space, and I worked alongside dietitians and nutritionists. I managed, managed them. Um, so I was around it all the time. I was a trainer. And you'd think that those are the types of things that make a person healthier. But when you have this disordered mindset around food, what it really does is it kind of just sets you up to feel guilty about everything that you're doing that isn't perfect. Um, so I hit a lot of a, a lot of those issues. So I just want to say if anyone is struggling who is an athlete, you're definitely not alone in that. But I think what Shahar is mainly talking about right. here. If I refine the question is why why some people can be happy with restrictions and when some people are miserable with restrictions. Right. And it's and what it will boil down to is what is your heart in? Right. And and one thing that I've noticed from people who have done these, you know, diets time after time is they don't want to do them. They don't want to. They feel like they should or that it's helpful, but they don't actually want to. And one of my biggest blockages that I see a lot of other people struggling with that I don't think I would have noticed if I hadn't struggled with it myself is that most people who are still on diets are on diets because they believe that they help you lose weight. And I always was kind of in that mindset because I was either on a diet losing weight or I was binging, rebelling from the diet, gaining weight. And by diet, I, I don't just mean like official diets. This could also mean like your own self-inflicted food rules that you just kind of made up for yourself. For me, I wasn't always on a formal diet, but I still had that restriction mentality. Um, and what, what happens is, you know, when you believe that diets cause weight loss, then you're always going to try to go back to them. But if we actually step back and we look at, do diets actually cause weight loss? Most people will say yes in the beginning, <laughs> but we're not here for a short-term solution. We're here for a lifelong solution. So if diets only cause weight loss in the beginning, but then not only, and this is what we see all the time, not only when you, when you kind of get off the diet or rebel from it, not only do you gain the weight back, but most people we talk to gain the weight back plus more, which means ultimately, if we were to not look at this from a short-term perspective anymore, but we were to look at it from a longer-term perspective, we can see that the diets are actually leading to weight gain. And even if weight loss happens in between, the end result is still weight gain. But because of all of, I think the, the, I mean, who knows, we can only speculate as to the why, and we don't really care about the why that much. But, you know, we see it in our culture all the time. Oh, this will get you what you want. This will help you lose weight. Do this diet. And so we kind of been indoctrinated in that way of thinking that diets equal weight loss. But in reality, what we've seen, especially with people who struggle with binge eating, 
is that diets cause weight gain every time. No one ever. By the way, yeah. by the way, just a little correction and uh, not correction, but I think something that is important instead of saying that we got indoctrinated, nobody can control your mind. Right. But we bought into, right. We bought into that belief right? nobody controlled your mind to think that way. But this is something that you bought into as you, that we believe in. Now it doesn't, right. When we say doctrine, it feel like, oh, that's it. We're, that's our path. It's not, you are the, you, every day you choose which path you're going to take. And what's cool about what you said, Katie, it reminds me of the, the story of the, the turtle and, and the hare, right. And the rabbit. You can say, yeah, the rabbit is much faster than the turtle, but you keep betting on the rabbit, but he never finishes the race. <laughs> but the turtle goes slower and beats the race. So technically the turtle is much faster than the rabbit. He said, yeah, but the rabbit is much faster. So I'm going to put my money on the rabbit, but he never ends, finishes the race, right? This is the mentality. We keep betting on the diet because we think it's faster, but never actually get us, it never gets to the finish line. It never gets that food freedom and the healthy body we crave. It just gets us this immediate boost start, then it crashes. Right. And so it's the same repeat. So the first, so that all that being said, the first kind of step in this whole process to food freedom is actually, for lack of a better word, rejecting the diet mentality or rejecting that approach, um, which for me, that took a number of years to get to the place where I was ready to really say this isn't working and to believe, to believe that. Um, I think, you know, a lot, of, we get people reaching out to us a lot to, you know, work with us in our program and things. So we ask questions to just kind of see where people are at mentally. And some people are at the place where they've done so many diets, like they've really done <laughs> as, like, so many diets, like over a number of years. And they're really done. Like they've done it enough times that they're convinced, yeah, this isn't working for me. But sometimes we'll hear from like maybe younger people or people who haven't struggled for as long. And they're not yet convinced that the diet isn't working for them. They've only maybe gone on a few diets. And yes, they've all ended the same, but there's they still have that. They're still convinced in their mind that if I just find the right one, then it'll work because it won't be hard to stick to. And then I'll stick to it forever. Um, so that sort of bubble hasn't been popped yet and no one can really pop that bubble, but you, but, um, but we're here to just offer the shift in perspective. So we're going to move forward now, assuming that you're at the place where you rejected the diet mentality, because if you're not there yet, that's the first step and you got to get there. Um, but we want to continue to kind of show you what food freedom and what sustainable weight loss looks like if you don't go the diet route and if you do go the food freedom route. So we're yeah. going to keep going in that direction for the purpose of today's talk. But know that in terms of your actual journey, you got to go step by step and we can't really skip steps. We're not advocates of shortcuts. Um, <laughs> right. So let's really talk about food freedom and what does that really mean and how is that associate with uh, because again, we wanted to correct that term. It's sustainable weight loss or weight. It's not what we care about. We want a healthy body that we're happy with. Exactly. So let, me, let me clarify one thing because everyone says sustainable weight loss. So we want to use the terms that you're already identifying with. 
yeah. the terms that already make sense to your brain. But just think about that person, right? That role model person in your life who they can eat what they want. They don't think about it too much and they kind of just stay the, looking the same. Um, and it's just not a big deal for them. It's not the center of their world because, right, that's oftentimes the goal. People want to become normal eaters and that's possible for you. But in order to actually become a normal eater, you need to start thinking like one. So think about that person, right? Maybe you have an actual person in mind who you can picture. Are they going through their day saying, oh, I need to sustain this weight? I need to maintain my weight today? No, they're not thinking about that because their weight staying the same is not because they're focused on their weight staying the same. Their, their weight is staying the same or fluctuating a little bit because it's a side effect of them living a healthy, balanced lifestyle. Right. So for me now, my weight used to fluctuate a lot when I was on binge eating and diets. My weight would go up and down quite a bit. Now I'm pretty much the same. But the difference is I'm not focused on maintaining my weight. I'm not focused on sustaining whatever I'm doing. What was the last time, Katie, you uh, weighted yourself? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But I'm sure I'm the same. I don't know. And that's the thing. That's that's how it's so freeing to be able to say, I don't know, <laughs> instead of two minutes ago, which is what I always, I always weighed myself multiple times a day. And this, and, and having that freedom from thinking about that comes from um, understanding that the weight loss or the weight in general, whatever happens with the weight is going to be a side effect rather than the goal. So the normal eaters that we're putting up on this pedestal right now, the ones who were like, you know, who we train people to be more like, those normal eaters, they're not focused on weight. Their weight is a side effect of them just focusing on living a life that serves them. Right. So and, then, and the more and the more like uh, a specific term, because again, what do you mean normal eater? What what is a normal eater? Because I'll see my family and I would think People consider them maybe normal eaters. They're not. <laughs> But we're talking about like intuitive eaters. People eat in the way that serves them, in the way that they feel uh, serves them. Like they, it's not compulsive. It's not. It's that's not compulsive or obsessive. That's the idea. Yeah. It's, it's, it's free and relaxed. And that's why we're always focused on peace, right? How do we have a peaceful relationship with food? So this is the idea. Shahar, I'm just going to mute you and you can unmute yourself when you want to talk sure. because I'm hearing background noise from you. Um, so this is the idea. We want to focus on how do we get you to the place where your body's just kind of doing its own thing, reaching where it needs to reach, but it's a side effect of you just living your healthy, positive life. So the first thing to understand is that Because some people will say, oh, I want to like lose the weight first, then I'll focus on food freedom or I'll focus on food freedom first, then I'll focus on weight loss. <laughs> no. Which is a paradox. <laughs> yeah. The weight loss focus needs to be gone. Truly, it needs to be gone because, again, the weight is a symptom or a side effect of what you're doing or not doing. Okay, so focusing on a specific number on the scale, right? Focusing on it won't get you there. 
In fact, what we see is it usually pushes people in the opposite direction. It usually, the more they focus on the scale, the more they gain weight because they're like, oh, if the, if the weight is, if the number isn't where you want it to be, oh, I better restrict myself, but maybe I'll start tomorrow so that way I can have everything I want today. <laughs> and then it can turn into a whole thing. Or if it's, or if you did lose weight, oh, great, then I don't need to try that hard today. I can give myself a treat, right? The scale never really gives <laughs> much positive <laughs> outcomes. Um, and obviously it's not because of the scale, it's because of our mind. We don't wanna place ownership on, on anyone but ourselves. It's the way that we're choosing to think and the way that we're, we're right. choosing. And the, more, and the more you buy into the mentality of a diet, right? We're not talking about just eating something that is healthy that you enjoy, but the mentality of a diet, the more you buy into that, the more you buy into restrictions being the key to food freedom, but it's the complete opposite of it, right? Food freedom is the idea that you work within your own intuition and you with it, with your body. Diet is working against your intuition, against your body. So it's putting you in a constant cage where food freedom is releasing you from yourself to the cage. So the more you buy into that, the further away it pushes you from food freedom. Right. Okay. So we need to move on in order to finish everything that we want to get to today. So once you're in the position of, of that understanding and putting that focus on weight aside, what do you focus on at that point? Because if you're not focused on restriction, you're not focused on weight, what do you focus on? So we boil this down to really three phases or, or really it could be considered four phases. So the first phase is actually creating peaceful reactions and relationships to um, all of your eating situations and all of your food, including your trigger foods. So, um, so basically you're allowing everything but you're focused on instead of that frantic eating and that frantic shoveling, instead you're focused on peaceful reactions to these foods. So one of the things that we have our clients do, we have um, them do food experiments where they take this time to really calm themselves. Um, we have them do this about once a week, especially in the beginning to really calm themselves. We give like a whole relaxation process and then they come, uh, they sit down with like an old trigger food and they really practice, you know, instead of just feeling like feeling afraid, they practice feeling calm around that food, using those relaxation techniques and using um, that idea of it's not going anywhere. I'm just going to be peaceful. I'm going to observe my reactions to this. So it's kind of like you're kind of um, detaching yourself. You're observing yourself interacting with the food. And then you start to get some clarity because you've slowed down enough where you can actually look at this. So what happens is, is and we had someone just do a food experiment the other day. She wrote in, you know, I, I, I was calm and I was sitting with the food and I really got to experience the taste. I got to experience the texture. But then when it didn't feel good to eat it anymore, I was able to just let it go because I know I can have it again at any time. So I just enjoyed what I wanted and then I moved on. And that's the, and that was after she's like in her second week of practicing this. So already you can see how fast these changes can start to shift. So phase one is always creating that peace around food. Phase two is where you start to then, once you have that, once you've created that space for yourself um, and that peace for yourself and that ability to be more objective, then you can start practicing body listening. Now, body listening is one of the most important tools you can build for yourself for food freedom. 
And it's the ability to understand when you're hungry, when you're full, and actually listening to the body and treating it instead of like something that you're trying to control, treating it like a partner where you receive the messages and you and you and you're a good listener and then you respond to the messages. This is something that anybody can be trained in, and it's something that should, in theory, right, come intuitively to everybody because we all had this when we were babies. And even if you forgot it for a number of years, you can reawaken this. So that's phase phase uh, two. And then phase three is what happens when you want food, but you're not, um, you know, you're not hungry. Then it's a then then the skills that you're going to build are how do I give myself what I really need? If it's not food that I need, what do I really need? And that basically takes you into the realm of self-care. Now, if you practice these three things over and over and over and over, what happens is you start to feel more peaceful around food. You understand your body signals better and better. And you become more equipped to help yourself when you need, when you have a need that goes beyond food. And you'll be able to identify that better because you've given yourself the peace and the space to even ask those questions. So when you have these skill sets built up, what naturally happens? You start listening to your body, eating when you're hungry and stopping when you're full. If you need something else, right, then and you know that it's not food that you're really looking for, then you practice implementing whatever it is that you need, which is self-care, which is, you know, that might come in the form of sleep or drinking water or moving, right? A lot of times we see people who are addicted to sugar, really, they just never sleep and they're always exhausted and they're always stressed. So they're like craving that pick-me-up. And that once they start actually bringing themselves to the place where they can give themselves the actual rest they need, and then suddenly these cravings aren't really coming up anymore. So it's this idea of being, um, a partner with the body, with your body, and becoming that great listener. So that way you can go through your life. And now what happens in the beginning, right? When you're experiencing this, yeah, you might experience some weight fluctuations. You're not really too sure about what the heck your body's saying. There might be some rebellion from the last diet you went on where you couldn't have chocolate for three months. And now that you're finally free, you want to have some chocolate. So it's understandable if there's some weight fluctuations as you're going through this, for me, my weight went up a little bit when I was in the beginning stages of my food freedom. Then it just kind of evened out as I started practicing just listening to my body and uh, building up the, those self-care practices. Now, I'm not focused on weight. I'm just focused on am I balanced as a person? <laughs> because if I'm not, my body's going to reflect that. It might not look like weight, but it might look like being tired or breaking out in a rash or it might look, you know, it could look like a number of things. The body gives signals that something's off or something's imbalanced. So it's important to build up these these skill sets if you want long term. I don't even want to say sustainable weight loss, but I know that's where the mind is at. But if you want just to, like, be at an ideal place for you, then you need to learn how to live your life that's um, leading you to that place. It's right. food freedom. It's, food it's freedom simple. is the, right. The food freedom Hold on one is the most important part for, for a sustainable, like weight, right? Or again, we am using the term just because people know it, but the idea for to have uh, 
your intuition with food and have like uh, that food freedom is the most basic role, right? You have to have that first. If you want to be happy and have a healthy body where you can be intuitively eat, food freedom is the basis of it. And from there starts the healthy body, etc. You can't have the restriction because you can't sustain that restriction. So really the alternative um, to dieting, if you do want to have a path that's going to take you to your healthiest body where you don't have to focus on weight and you don't have to diet, then really the best path is to learn how to listen to the body and learn that um, some people call it intuitive eating, right? Um, really, it's just about being a good listener and being a good partner, in my opinion. Um, but really, that's what it is. It's it's it's. Um, and one of the things what's interesting to me, and this will probably be the last thing that I'll share, is a lot of the people who we work with have a similar personality to me. Um, I have like one of those classic type A personalities where I think a lot and I'm a thinker and I'm not, um, <laughs> I didn't grow up feeling like I really understood emotions, like everything was just logic and thinking and well, I know what I should do, so why can't I do it? Like, and we see a lot of people saying the same thing and they all kind of have the, those mentalities of thinking, like they're trying to figure out why this isn't working. I need to figure this out. I need to figure out what to do. Whereas really what we need to do is not try to just figure out and analyze more. It's a shift of being in your head to actually being in your body. You actually need to learn how to feel in such a way that it doesn't feel overwhelming and it feels safe for you, but you do need to actually be in your body and feel, feel it in order to get these signals, which means coming out of the constant thinking mode and dropping into more of the body feeling mode. And this, again, it's a skill that can be taught. Um, we see people, one of our clients now, she was on diets for 50 years. She's in her 60s now, and she started dieting when she was 13. And she cultivated this in a matter of weeks, and now she's refining it. And it can be done. <laughs> Anyone can do this. That's the thing. Anyone can do this. But the, the baseline that needs to be there is knowing that you're not going to go back to diets, that this really is your path. Because if you know in the future you're going to go back on a diet, you'll never experience the true food freedom. And there will always be the energy of restriction still of, oh, I need to get all this eating in now because I'm going to have to go on a diet later. As soon as you anticipate restriction in the future, it will fuel those binges. So that's why it's important to have that foundation first of understanding I'm choosing the food freedom path. I'm going to choose how to listen to my body. And I'm letting go of, of the diet mentality because it hasn't been working. That needs to be a prerequisite in order to really succeed long term with the with food freedom um and one of the and that's one of the things that we always emphasize like for example somebody wrote into me i think it was this morning and this isn't negative it's just you know it is what it is someone wrote in today or yesterday or today um I'm interested in your program can you tell me more i need to lose weight um by june for my for, for a wedding and that in itself, you can't do both at the same time. You could try to lose weight for the wedding, 
right? But if you're on the food freedom path, you need to let the weight be a side effect. So you can't put a deadline on yourself because this needs to, you know, especially since the body, if, if you've been dieting for a long time and restricting for a long time or binging for a long time, the body gets confused. Am I starving? Am I not starving? What do I do? Should I hold on to the fat? Should I not? So it takes time for the body to kind of understand, oh, I'm not in this high stress situation anymore where I'm constantly being restricted or I'm constantly being stuffed. I can relax. I can burn fat as I need to. I can find my happy equilibrium. But you need to allow the body to, to take time to do that while you just focus on you know, your own peace and your own freedom. The body will find its way there, but you can't put a deadline on it. You can't say, I, I need this to be fixed by June. You could lose a certain number of pounds by June, but there's no promises that it won't just come flying right back after June and all the weight gains back. We see that all the time. That's why we bring it up and we wanna bring it up frequently because we see people struggling with this probably more than anything else. So anything else that you wanted to add Shahar before we close today? No, I think that summarized it perfectly. And basically if to make it as simple as you can make it, you want food freedom, you have to buy into the principles of freedom. If you wanna keep restrictions, and to maintain a lifestyle of constantly dieting and fluctuating, you have to buy into the principles of restrictions and dieting. And this is really the, the basic simple idea of it. And you can't hold both. And, and the last part of it that we just talked about, that you can't, that the having a healthy body is the side effect of a free mind around food and a healthy relationship with food. And you have a negative relationship with food through diets, it's going to give you a bad relationship with food as well, right? You know, they always say the joke, you know, how you know diet. Uh, diet food is always ca cause you to be overweight because only overweight people eat diet food. <laughs> the idea is that because you, your mind is constantly in that consciousness of restriction and body image and food, then it's going to take you away from the freedom, intuitive eating and a healthy body that serves you most. So you have to buy into freedom principles and not buy into the into the restriction based. Right. And that's, and that's where it boils down to your personal choice. Right. Because we're not here to tell you what to buy into. Right. right? You already kind of know what you're going to buy into and what you're not. But if you're not buying into diets anymore and your heart's not in them, it's not going to just magically start working. Right. right. So that, that's when it when we invite you to sort of start looking at this from another angle, which is what we're here to do is present another angle. Um, but everybody obviously is, if you want, if you buy into the restriction and you're like, yes, this is working for me and I want to keep going, no one's going to convince you not to. You're more than welcome to live your life that way. But we know there's a lot of people out there who are and really don't want to. So, um, so with that guys, I just wanted to thank you all for being here. And feel free to type in your questions or anything. We always check the comments to see if there's any questions that we can help you with. Um, and as always, feel free to join on our email list because we send out these replays every week. Um, and among other things, we send out as well my writings on certain more specific topics. So you can always open the ones that really resonate with you. And of course, also, if you're interested in joining us and working with us in our program, you know, we only work with people who are like have been struggling with this for a while and want more serious help. But if you feel like that's you, please feel free to reach out. And we're happy to just answer questions and and learn more about you, too. 
All right, guys. So we'll see you next week. Same time, same place on Wednesday. And have a great rest of your week. Bye-bye. All right.